This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I am Chad. Uh, it's kind of getting a little mundane. We're going to have to change it up. I not agree. Names, not our names, just, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, I don't know. But it's uh, all right. I have to come on. Do like the I know we'd mentioned before doing the uh, Jr. and the King. Yeah. No. Hello, everyone. I'm Casey <laughs> alongside my good friend uh, Chad the King. <laughs> <laughs> Chad the Child of God, Leo. There we go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, maybe maybe we'll try that next week. I don't know. We'll get we'll take we'll take advice from you know, you know some folks. You want to chime in and give us some. Uh, Ideas, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. Well, how was Hawaii? You just got back. Ooh, man. Yeah. Beautiful, man. It was an uh, amazing little vacation and just a nice getaway. Just, uh, dude, just enjoyed it. Just, we went hiking, went and toured the whole island, just did mm-hmm. a bunch of different things and just enjoyed it, brother. If you, anybody listening never been before, got to go. Got to go. It was uh, my little girl loved it. A lot of beach time and and just man, just a good time. Yeah, I bet she wore slap out. Yeah, as we're recording this, they're still asleep from the jet lag. You know, it's a six hour difference, six hours behind. Yeah. So uh, th- they're not used. To, like I mean, I obviously wrestled for many years, traveled and all this other stuff, but neither one of them have ever done that. So <laughs> it was, uh, it's, I think it's a shock to their hurt, especially my daughter's body. But then my wife last night, she's like exhausted. It's like 7 PM, but they'll be all right. I know it was yeah. funny. Like in our, uh, a text group with, uh, Jason, you know, we send each other stuff. And I had asked you what the time difference was. And yeah. then, uh, there was a couple of times that Jason had texted. I, I kind of stopped texting in the group and I was kind of trying to uh, be aware of the time difference. And I remember one morning, uh, I don't, you said he had sent something, something about getting fired up and not in a Tommy <laughs> Rich way, like in a Holy Ghost way. <laughs> and, uh, and you said, yeah, I am. At 5.30 a.m. in Hawaii. <laughs> and, yeah, he's like, oh, sorry there, big timer. I forgot you was in Hawaii. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. Do you wake up there? At, like, I'd wake up at 4 every morning because it, it'd be 10, 10 or 11 o'clock here. And I'm like, good gracious, man. So time different threw me off that way. But it was nice because you, when you're on vacation there, dude, you don't want to waste any time. So I'd be up a lot of times and reading or cardio or, you know, whatever we're deciding to do. But yeah, group text ain't gonna bother me, dude. My phone's on silent. I don't hear anything. Yeah, that's how mine is. And I, <laughs> you know, I, I don't even take mine to the bedroom anymore. I've got a yeah. spot for it out here in the kitchen. I throw it on the charger <laughs> out there. So, uh, you know, if if somebody needs me, they're gonna have to come beat on my door because uh, <laughs> I just don't. And I, I, man camp changed me as far as the phones. And then, you know, this past weekend we. We took a camping trip and we got there, you know, got to the river Friday afternoon and man, I threw my phone in the camper and didn't look at it the rest of the weekend. I was just like, it, it's yep. time to disconnect and just enjoy kicking back and, and looking at God's creation. Yep. Dude, I knew it. 
I knew when you was uh, a couple of days we weren't texting back and forth. I was like, hey, he must be camping or doing something. I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> it's a yeah. must now after man camp. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, I was I was telling my wife and kids, I was like, you know, I'm telling you, this will change your life if you'll just put that phone down for a few days. It'll yeah. it'll be completely. I, you know, we're going to Florida next week, and I told them we were joking or, or well, they had mentioned something. And I said, you know what? I think next week when we go to Florida, uh, it needs to be a no phone zone. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh no, I, I got to take pictures. I got to take pictures. And and uh, Jonna, she said, hey, I, I've got a I've got an actual camera that'll work. Yeah. And I was What's like, that? Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, good but, luck with that, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. But good times, brother. So yeah. I know um, we definitely want to go back. Definitely want to go back. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I know. I know. We're gonna have to get out there at some point. Yeah. But, you can you can book good trips, man. Where you know it's not uh not you can pay for the trip as time goes by you can book a year ahead but it reminded me of the dave busby taste and see uh sermon where he's talking about you know him and his wife were planning a trip to hawaii and i mentioned it in a devotional video you know people telling you about hawaii and all this stuff but truly truly there and experience it yeah you, you know words don't describe it. it's kind of like you're you know uh, taste and see yeah you know it's it's experiencing god man until you truly experience god and the father in your own ways like you don't really somebody can tell you about it but until you truly experience it by you know on your own there's no no words that can do a judgment so man and that's that's the thing so many um so many people like a lot of these who you know attack us on social media and stuff that yeah talking about you know, and they're trying to bring intellectual arguments to prove that there's no God or that right. the God of the Bible that we follow is is not real. And, you know, when these people come and they are having and trying to have a civil debate, you know, civil conversation, I'll I'll talk to them a little bit. Right. You know, just to, but you know, when they come with, you know, blasting and hatred, I'm just like, eh, you're, you're not worth my time. But you know, when they come with, a, with they're being civil, uh, you know, I'll sometimes I'll, I'll engage with them. And the one guy was just, eh, he was, you know, you could tell he was very smart. Right. But I said, I said, brother, what you're not understanding is, you're telling me that the God who I believe in, in my Bible is fake, but I have experienced so many things that the Bible talks about. Yes. I have witnessed these things. I have actually, uh, you know, been right there praying for a girl who was blind in one eye and her, you know, speak and say, I can see, you know, I have, I have prayed for a person and watch them get up out of a wheelchair. Sure. I've experienced these things and, and not just those <clears throat> things, but the personal transformation <clears throat> in my own heart and life. Right. I never asked to change. 
I never wanted to stop my wannabe superstar lifestyle of, you know, running the roads and, and all the fame and glory and, and chasing the dream and, and chasing the women and the booze and all of the party. I didn't want to stop all of that. I didn't ask, right. to, you know, I did not, I didn't have to go through a rehab to, to change my way of thinking or to change the processes of my body. It was one minute I was one thing, the next I was something else. New creation. So, and and what I told them was a man with an experience is yes. never at the mercy of a man with a theory. Sure. Yeah, you're right. And dude, you you mentioned it, Casey, like um it was last week, the praise report of the gentleman that you and I and some others prayed over there yeah. at Global Wrestling Ministries who had cancer. I think stage three or four cancer we were talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, this is deep cancer. This isn't just some, you know, little disease. And he comes back and he's healed. And, and a lot of doctors who aren't believers can't, they can't explain it. But then you have some who are, who are believers in God and, and they're like, okay, but this is a miracle by the Lord. This is, but most people are going to be like, Oh, well, that's just coincidence. That just happened. But when you hear of stories of, uh, and these are testimony stories from like gentlemen who have been a part of revivals or part of healing ministries and these things that are happening and these people coming in and sharing these stories of miraculous healing from God, um, you know, I can walk again or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You, you don't make this stuff up. And then to me, it's just a sign that the words of the Bible written over 2000 years ago, uh, these miracles are still being, still being performed. You yeah. know, I think um, <clears throat> you're talking about people on social media. I had one few days ago on Facebook and basically calling me out for, for being vocal about homosexuality in the church and things like this abortion. And he, and he basically he lost me as soon as he said that, that we need to, um, the Bible may, the words of the Bible should be changing over the times to fit the lifestyle. And I, I was like, Oh, you already lost me there. Cause no, these, these, the words don't change. You can't, you can't change the words of the Bible to fit a sinful lifestyle. So that was when I checked out of that conversation as well. And I even told him, Hey, we're more than welcome to talk about this in person or on the phone. But then once you tell them that they're like, Oh, well, no, or they don't answer or whatever, or they just keep fighting. But man, basically the words of our testimony prove the, the true faithfulness of God and that he is in existence. And, um, you know, just you and I both talk about our drug problems and all this stuff. We didn't want to change yeah. but that conviction over the years was proof that something was inside of us um, that was knocking on our hearts and I got more for you. And we see that now we see coming from man camp. We can keep talking about that. All these men that came in broken and beaten and we experienced some things that we're not going to discuss on here, but many things where we were like, man, this is the power of the Holy spirit falling upon these 19 men changing lives. And then when you have guys or women, whoever's listening, come and speak things into your life, they don't even know you, Mm -hmm. but they're speaking things that are already in your heart. And you're like, dude, me and my buddy Casey, we've been speaking about this for months. And this Mm -hmm. guy just prophesied over us. You know, it's not coincidence. You can't make this stuff up. Right. Uh, So, God says, I am the Lord, your God, and I change not. Uh, It also says over in Hebrews, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's right. So Jesus, uh, John 1 tells us, is the word. So the eternal word of God. Uh, So 
if Jesus never changes, then the word never changes. So the Bible does not change to fit a person's lifestyle. The Bible is the Bible and the Holy Spirit are to conform us into the image of Christ, not conform Christ into our image. Uh, yes. It says over here in second uh, Timothy chapter three, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, it's not, it's not the Bible that needs to change. It's us who need to change because, you know, anybody can look at the teachings of, of Jesus in the gospels and look at the teachings of, of the new Testament and see that these are pure teachings, you know, and if everybody operated in these ways, the world would be a much better place. We, need to allow the Holy Spirit to change us, not us try to change God into our image. And that's what too many people are doing. Too many people try to try to uh, they try to make a God in their image. And the sad thing is you can and and a lot of people will say that they believe in God. They believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. but. Oh, well, the God that I believe in wouldn't do this or he wouldn't have he wouldn't he wouldn't, you know, say that homosexuality is wrong. He wouldn't say that abortion is wrong. He wouldn't say that transgenderism is wrong. Uh, The thing is, you can make up your own version of God all you want to. Right. But unless you're worshiping and serving and and following and saved by the God of the Bible, then all of this stuff that you've made up is, is useless. And it's not the God who is going to save you. It's not the God who is going to get you to heaven in the end. So just because someone says, I believe in God or a God, that's not the God of the Bible. And that's not the God who saves Yep. And it's, it goes back to the, the, the heart knowledge. We talk about heart knowledge, head knowledge. You, mm-hmm. You've got many who have head knowledge of, Oh, there's, you know, God, there's God, there's God, Jesus, and all that stuff. But it comes down to heart knowledge and allowing the word to, as it says, I, I was reading this morning, Psalm 19 verse seven, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul until we allow the law of the Lord. It speaks here in verse Psalm 19 verses seven through 10. It talks about the law of the Lord, the word of God. Basically you said, John one, the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Speaking of Jesus, once we're allowing that word, uh, that living word, as Jesus became life, we allow that word to revive our souls, change our hearts, uh, change our ways, break us from sinful lifestyles, whether it be drunkenness, pornography, homosexuality, any of these things, man, mm-hmm. we can sit here and name over and over again. We talked about it before last week uh, about being that new creation. When you're truly a child of God and you truly give your life to Jesus, you are a new creation. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Uh, you are a child of God. You are adopted into sonship and, and this royal priesthood. And that's when you want to take your life and you don't want to live in these sinful lifestyles anymore. The Bible does mention homosexuality regardless. That word, I believe homosexuality wasn't a actual word in the Greek or Hebrew, if I'm not mistaken, in those times. Mm-hmm. But those, it, it, it speaks of God made man and woman. 
uh, this transgender thing that's going on. Abortion is like uh, last week, like I said, I hate to call it murder, but in reality, it's still it's still a life inside of a woman's womb. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a life to God. And, and it says thou shalt not murder. So you can't take the Bible and contort it to your lifestyle, which is what they're trying to do in today's time. And I feel, man, whew, I feel like um, we serve a God of love. He is a God of love, but I think he's a God. He's a jealous God, and the Bible speaks to that, and he's a God of wrath. And right. you see through the book of Exodus, all these false gods that were being worshipped, and God would come in and strike these plagues on them and prove to him that I am the only God. And I think yeah. America is coming to a point where, dude, we're going to, <laughs> they're going to start to experience this God of wrath. They've taken God out of schools. And since then you've seen shootings, you've seen all kinds of stuff happening in schools throughout the years, not just over the past five years, but you, you see, uh, like you mentioned a minute ago, um, folks coming up with their own idols, you know, worshiping their own gods and bro, we serve a God of wrath. And I think it's uh, a lot of things are about to happen. Yeah. They, uh, it's, <sighs> True love, you know, this world teaches that love is you uh, accept and you support everything that anybody wants to do. Sure. That's not actually true love. True love in a biblical sense, uh, because it's all through there, even in the teachings of Jesus, So if you want to go back, you know, I've heard some people say, oh, you know, what you guys teach is hate. Uh, You know, Jesus, Jesus uh, was all about love, love, love. Yeah. He gave plenty of warnings of what would happen. You know, if uh, if I'm not mistaken, I I was looking at it last week. There's over like one hundred and sixty references to hell in the Bible. Yes. And over 70 of them was Jesus alone. So how important, you know, he's telling you there's a wrath to come if you do not accept my love. Right. Uh, And so, so many people think that love is, well, you just pat somebody on the back and tell them they're fine and God accepts them the way they are. And, and, you know, they don't have to change. No, when you are truly born again, the Holy Spirit comes in he changes you. You will have a desire to change. Uh, you you may have been saved in sin, but he's not going to leave you that way. You know what I just said a minute ago is the Holy Spirit's primary job is to conform us into the image of Christ. So we are becoming more and more daily growing more Christ like. So true love is. A man but true love will make a man risk the wrath of people in an attempt to save them from the wrath of God. Right. That's what we're doing when we are, when we are speaking out against this stuff that society says that we have to accept, we're not doing this because we hate you. We're doing this because we truly love you and know that there's a better way. Right. No, you mentioned that last week, man. We're not saying all this stuff because we're bigots, racist, homophobes, because we hate you. We we are giving you warning signs that the Bible gives us clearly. And and Casey and I have lived that lifestyle where we ignored these warning signs. But once we realized um, 
that we were changed and that we were made into a new creation. We, we, we took warning to these signs and then we felt led that we needed to go out and share this with others. And that's what I see. I'm reading a book right now. It's called Holy Laughter, the Holy Fire. And I talk about Dr. Brown all the time, but he's like a father, a uh, spiritual father for me. And in this book written in 1996, he's talking about revivals, the fire of revival, but what's happening. And I see it even today, 2022, we're sitting here. Uh, good gracious. What is it? 30 years ago, I think, I don't know, I'm not smart, but 30 years ago, he wrote this book and he's speaking of what's quenching the spirit is, is the church's church on the brink of revival, you know, but what happens is man starts to get their hands in it and starts to go, well, we can't speak about that subject because it'll offend somebody mm. or because someone will leave my church and there goes our numbers and there goes our big money. And we have to get away from that. And I yeah. think what, the Lord has placed on you and my heart for sure. As we move into this remnant youth retreat that we forgot to plug at the beginning, <laughs> August 12th through the 14th, we'll, we'll give some more details, but what the Lord has placed on our heart is, is that revival fire that's birthing inside of us. But we say we can't sugarcoat the gospel mm -hmm. because if we do, then we are failing to give real life answers and, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Real life answers to those who, who dude, hell's real. Yeah. You know, and we have to give them warning signs. And if you, you and I fail to take this mission that the Lord's placed us on and pour into the youth, pour into other people by speaking the truth with love and compassion, like Dr. Brown does in this book, then we are failing to really give the true gospel. We are sugarcoating Jesus. We are sugarcoating what he did on the cross for us. And we're not, What's got what what I've seen is is most churches. I don't want people to listen and think you and I constantly are bashing church. That's not what we're doing. What we're mm -hmm. saying is the church has to go back to repent and call upon the name of Jesus. Yes, the sin that we we can't be afraid to speak out on certain subjects. Some of us are called to speak out against abortion, homosexuality, and the church, so on and so forth. Um. But I used to live that life where I thought, well, that's not my fight. You know, man, that's their problem. But no, it's not. It is our fight because we're we're fathers. You're listening. You're a mother. You have a child that you have to pour into and warn about these things that 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 Satan is using to infiltrate their minds through all this indoctrination. We can't back away as the church and as the body of Christ, because then we're just saying, Jesus, what you did on the cross, that means nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and we can't we can't be that way. We can't be afraid to speak truth. I, I want to say something on that that note that you just said, backing away and saying that's not my fight. Yeah. <clears throat> There's so many preachers who are doing that right now, so many Christians who are doing that right now. Um, they're just saying, oh, that's not that's not my fight. No, here's the thing, and I'm going to speak from my own personal experience. Um the Lord was really dealing with me about speaking out against certain things, uh, you know, over my 10 year walk with the Lord. Um, there's been times where he's dealt with me about speaking out against things, but because of my inward cowardice, yes, because I was terrified of, will this, will this get me canceled? Will this get people to stop booking me for wrestling shows? Will this, you know, you know, this and that and the other, will this hurt my public image? If I start standing against some of this stuff, that's what most of these people are worried about. 
They're worried sure. about their public image over pleasing God. And, yeah. and that's where these people need to repent and they need to, they need to, uh, to focus their eyes on Jesus because we're in a day where we've got to stand. And it's not all about, it's not all about transgenderism. It's not all about abortion. It's not all about homosexuality. You know, I tweeted something last week, uh, you know, as I was reading, I know so many people um, who are Christians who they will, they'll bash the homosexual and, and talk about how they're going to hell if they don't change and, and the transgender and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yet they've got a best friend who is living in a lifestyle of fornication, been, been living with a chick for, you know, four or five years having sex every night. And, you know, they're, they're totally fine with it, but sure. in the areas uh, in, in most cases where, you know, Paul talks about, I know in first uh, Corinthians and then in Galatians, and I believe there's other, other places of it too, where, where it's mentioned, but in most cases with homosexuality and, uh, you know, these different kind of sins, these sexual sins, fornication is named right there with it. And fornication oh, yeah. can cover all types of sexual sin, but it's, it's primary meaning is, is sex without, without marriage, sex without God's designed order between, you know, one man, one woman, husband and wife. Yes. And so, we can't leave those people out and say, oh, well, you know, the homosexual, they're they're doomed to hell. Uh, but no, these the Bible is clear. They're on the exact same list as the homosexuals, as those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. So the whole point is, it's not just about homosexuality or transgenderism. It's it's about sin all together. But the thing is. When you truly accept Jesus, he changes your heart and he changes your desires and you will desire to be transformed into a new creation. I think about when I was growing up, going to shows with my dad, um, going to concerts with my dad, there would be these quote unquote Christians out front with signs saying that, you know, you're going into this concert, you're going to hell. Like what if Jesus came back today and all this stuff. And you know, I was just to think, well, that's not the Christ that I hear at church. That's not the Christ I hear about the Christ. I hear about loves, you know, and all this stuff. And what we're trying to throw out is these, is these warning signs. So when I would see these signs as a kid, I'm thinking that's not what we're supposed to be preaching. That's kind of like, you got some that go to abortion clinics and are, spewing like, Oh, you're going to murder that baby. You're going to go to hell. Dude, that's the last thing they want to hear. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's true. It, it, we, we have to speak truth, but also like the ones that you see at abortion clinics who are like, Hey, let me pray for you. Let me talk to you about what's about to happen. You know, there's things that you can do to be helped or whatnot. That's what we as Christians, that's what we hear at wrestling for the faith uh, want to do is, is give these warning signs and share love and compassion. And we have many people, dude, who, you know, just as well as me, I'll get messages throughout the week where it's like, yeah. we just want to thank you for, you know, this topic you talked about or making things clear. Well, we'll have people that ask us questions and, and we'll go back and forth with them. If you want to have an intellectual conversation with us, instead of just jumping right on the hate bandwagon or turning what I said into a hate speech it happened to me uh, a week ago, 
with, uh, and I say a friend because he is a friend who I posted something on Facebook about abortion, about homosexuality in the church and this and that. And he attacked me. And I mean, mm-hmm. this is a gentleman that went to, went to my wedding and held my child. And, and, and basically I said, dude, you know where I stand? Like we're friends. Like we could talk about this in person. And he just kept going on and on. So what happens is they're turning what we say into a hate speech. It's not a hate speech. The Bible's not a hate speech, regardless of what they say. There, there's, there's, they want to turn it and change it to contort their ways of living, you know, mm-hmm. and we can't do that. We just have to share this truth. And, and as we go into speaking in the kids and, you know, you and I want to do some men's retreats. If we're sugarcoating the gospel, dude, then we're not living, we're not living uh, up to the standards of what the Bible tells us we should be. We're not Ephesians six. I've been in Ephesians six a lot lately about the whole armor of God. Mm-hmm. And if we're sugarcoating the gospel, then there's going to be, there's going to be a, a glitch or a, a weak spot in our armor. Like I'm a Marine. So if I had a weak spot or a, <clears throat> a crack in a armored vest where a bullet could get through, then I'm not, I'm not fully equipped to go into battle. So yeah. it's the same thing with the word of God. If we're changing things to fit my drunken lifestyle years ago, or if I go, well, you know, I'm looking at porn today. I mean, I'm, it's okay. But then that means there's a weak spot in my armor. And I'm allowing the schemes of the devil to get into my life and not only change me, but to weaken my family as a man of God, to weaken my family, weaken my friends, weaken my ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm living in that now, I mean, I have to check myself every day. I don't have a porn drinking pill problem anymore. Thank the Lord. Yeah. But there's things I have to, I have to check myself. God check me on. Maybe I judge somebody the wrong way. I don't know. But you know, if we're living in a lifestyle of that saying, Lord, it is a new morning, you know, Search my heart, know my thoughts, know my ways, and help me be made new daily. Dude, we're keeping that armor strong. And if we're in the word of God, it is our armor. It is our battle. And that's where we got to stand firm. Exactly. Uh, I've had a couple of different passages on my heart this morning. Um, I may go backwards on this, but I feel led first to read uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Beginning at verse two, Paul tells Timothy, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, they will have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in the things, endure afflictions, do the work of of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. Man, that's it. That's where we are. People have itching ears, and they don't want to hear biblical truth. And so they're running to people who claim to be preachers of the gospel who won't tell you this truth. And the sad thing is you go and read in Ezekiel, uh, those of us who are, who are to be, um, who are to be watchmen, who are, who are to be preachers of the gospel. uh, If we're not telling the truth, their blood is on our hands. Yes. That's a scary place to be. So (laughs) preachers out there need to stand firm. And I I truly believe that if, if, if a man is a 
God called pastor or, uh, you know, minister that he's going to have a variety of subjects that he preaches on. He's preaching grace. He's preaching love. He's preaching hell. He's preaching judgment. He's preaching heaven. He's preaching, you know, it's not just going to be all on one little mushy, gushy, make you feel good all the time. If a man is truly led by the Holy Spirit, he there's going to be times where he's going to have to stand behind a pulpit or, or on a podcast and say, listen, uh, the Bible is clear. This type of lifestyle is sin and it's wrong. Yes. Yes. And I'll, I'll go to second Timothy as well. And and second Timothy two verse 24. Um, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone able to teach patiently enduring evil, mm-hmm. correcting his opponents with gentleness. May uh, God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And in verse 26, that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. And what we see is as a Lord's servant, you're talking about a pastor, an evangelist, you know, a prophet, all these things that we talk about. We have to patiently uh, and gently, gently, I should say, um, approach these situations and approach these sinful lifestyles. And all we can do is give them the word, not our word, but the word of God and say, this is what the word of God says. And from there, and I've heard them say it before, once you hear about Jesus Christ, the son of God, what he did for us, you are without excuse. Mm-hmm. So we are coming with love and patience and enduring this evil that's being thrown our way. Cause of course there's many times where we're, we're bashed or called many things hate speech, whatever it may be, but we have to approach them with gentleness and give them this opportunity and give them this life giving word of God. This is what you're doing in the life you're living is wrong. I had many men in my life of, and I mentioned it all the time, pornography and booze and pills that came to me and said, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. This isn't right. God has so much for you, so much more for you. And he spoke it to me, Casey, like I was convicted all those years, but I kept running from it, running from it. But Thank the Lord that he's a gentle and patient father. But we talked about it last week. There's eventually going to be a time when that door is shut. Yes. And there's no longer as revelation talks about Jesus stands at the door knocks. Eventually he, that, that door is going to be shut That knocks going to be gone and your chance is over. Mm-hmm. So we have to, we have to gentle, gently and patiently uh, give them the truth and, and be there for them. Cause like you said, their blood's on our hands. If we don't, if we yeah. see somebody living in a sinful lifestyle or we sugarcoat the gospel or we say, Hey, it's okay. What you're doing. You know, God still loves you. And dude, <laughs> their blood's on our hands one day. Yeah. He, he does still love them, but yes, he'll love them all the way to the gates of hell. That's, that's the thing about it. Yeah. Uh, let, let me pick up reading exactly where you left off because this was the other passage that was on my heart. Second Timothy chapter three, beginning at verse oh. one. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, 
having a form of godliness, but denying its power and from such people turn away. Yep. Man, if that does not that, and and just to give people a clear idea, this was written between 66 and 68 AD. Mm -hmm. We're in 2022. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how, how could someone for those who don't believe the Bible, how could someone from that long ago sure. prophesy exactly how this world would be today? Yeah, well, and, and not only that, but I think about this in 2 Timothy 3, written by Paul, you're speaking of. Go back to the book of Romans, chapter 1. And when you hear something once, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. When you hear something two or three times throughout the Bible, not only that, but you can go to Matthew 24, where Jesus talks about the end times coming. So you hear it from Jesus's mouth. You hear it from Paul many times. You hear it from Peter in first and second Peter about all this stuff that's happening. Be aware uh, of the schemes of the devil and these things that you just read, this list of things. When you hear it over and over again throughout the scriptures. That's a huge warning sign for me. It's like that big sign that says, you know, uh, road closed, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to keep going straight. Cause we're talking about, it. I'm going to fall off that mountain and die. Yeah. Um, so do, do we, do we ignore these signs? Because I, I've heard it a week ago, whatever, like, well, the Bible was written by man. So, I mean, I, there is some flaws in the Bible. They say, that's what they said. Not me. That's not my words. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It was inspired by God through man. And when you hear these signs over and over and over again, dude, there's something where you got to go, there's a flashing light going on. And once again, it was the same thing for me being convicted all those years where there was this warning sign that kept, you know, blinking in my spirit, but I kept ignoring it. But yeah. Once I, I stopped ignoring it and stepped into allowing the spirit to lead me, I see these things now I'm like, man, this dude, we can't, you can't sugarcoat this. I mean, Paul didn't sugarcoat it. He would tell it like it was. He was calling these churches out, calling these men out who were living these sinful lifestyles and telling us these are warning signs. We have to be aware of these things. Right. Yeah, man. It's uh, This is the life that we're living in. It's exciting times. It's also sad times. But, you know, um, man, I just uh, – we know what the Lord has called us to. The Lord has called us to uh, be firebrands, to to go against the culture. And I mean, even though sadly our government says some of these things are okay, uh, our society says these things are okay. Um, we have to stand for biblical truth because we truly love people. And and here's the thing. In the end, if we're wrong, then all we did was speak love to people. Right. But if we're right, then these people who heard what we said and just continued to bash us or refused the word, they've got a They've got hard times ahead. Hard times, baby. Hard times. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a sobering and sad thing to think about. The Bible says 
that there's going to come a time where people will call good evil and evil good. I know. And that's what we're living in. (laughs) We are, you know, we have never once went on Twitter or Facebook or any of those and, you know, said to the homosexual, you're going to hell. You're useless. You're worthless. You may as well just shoot yourself. Never said that to the person who, uh, supports abortion or who has had abortion. We have so much love and compassion for these people. And we, someone who hates you, I believe I said this last week, but someone who hates you will not want to have a conversation with you. Right. You know, those people uh, who stand at the abortion clinics with the signs about how you're going in there and murdering a baby and you're going to hell. And, you know, those people there, there's no love in their hearts, right? They're, they're, it's self-righteousness. It's judgment. They, you know, Jesus, if he was standing in that picket line, Jesus would be standing there with his arms open saying, I love you. And there's a better way. Right. And that's that's what we are trying to do. We in no way. And we you know, we try to check ourselves because we have we have a a thing between us where, you know, we say, hey, if something sounds out of line, you check me. I'm doing the same for you. You know, if something seems like it came from my flesh instead of from the spirit, you check me. You tell me, you know, sure. You know, we're trying to be very careful about this stuff so that we can approach these subjects and approach these people uh, with love and compassion because we know what Jesus has done in our lives. We're not trying to force our beliefs on them. We're just putting it out there and saying, listen, biblically, this is wrong, but there's hope for you. Right. Right. And as, and as brothers in Christ, uh, fathers, um, ones who I believe have been, like you said, firebrands, we've been called to speak truth, speak the gospel. We have to do it in love, man. But we have to do, we have to know, um, that this word is life, dude. We have to share with someone, um, what's the words I'm looking for? We have to be compassionate about these things. Like I said, we're not spewing hate. It's because we care about you. You know what I mean? And we are quick to say, dude, (laughs) is what I said on Twitter or whatever I said today, is that okay? Or should I maybe worded that different? And for the most part, uh, we are very quick to, to say, no, no, I think that was fine. And, And I think it's good to have those, uh, those brothers and sisters who speak into you and sharpen you and say, Hey, maybe you shouldn't have said it that way. But I've got many men in my life, I think, that um, pour into me, that give me good, truthful guidance mm-hmm. uh, on the things to say. And it's really like like I spoke to Stacy, my wife, about it a, about a week ago. We were in Hawaii enjoying our trip and, and we're talking about just things of the world and how things are being contorted. And I told her, I said, that's why it's so important for you to know the word of God. Yeah. Because when you know the word of God, you're standing on that foundation. I said it a minute ago, Ephesians 6, armor. And you're guarded with the word of God and you know the truth. And then, then 
you, you got your weapon. You got your weapon to fight the warfare, man. Because the enemy, like you said, man, it's it's the enemy's infiltrating churches where you know they're they're teaching things that are not in the Bible. This is okay to live this way, okay to do this. It's basically saying that that the word of God needs to change to fit our lifestyle. And that's not where we are, and that's not what we're gonna do. Because as we move into August, we go into the remnant youth retreat. Dude, we, we, we have to pour into these kids. I feel like we've been given a treasure here to pour into. And to me, it's a very fragile treasure because if we don't give them truthful doctrine, the word of God, what it says, and teach them that God is love. And this is how you approach things in the world. Uh, you don't bow down to these idols. Like we, I've been reading a book of Daniel, Daniel chapter three, where they refused Mm-hmm. to bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar and his false idols. They said, we will not, no matter if you throw us into this fiery furnace, whether God saves us or whether he doesn't, we will only serve God and his ways and stick to his word. And that's what we're born into in August, man, is just truly believing that the Holy Spirit is going to use us to teach these kids right and wrong and uh, give them love and build them up, man. Because we're, we're, dude, we're, we're building uh, this next generation soldiers for Christ. Yes. Yes. So with that said, anyone who would like to sign their child up ages 12 to 18, uh, the remnant youth retreat is going to be at Camp Agape in Benton, Tennessee, uh, Friday, August the 12th through Sunday, um, August the 14th. And, uh, I just I'm believing it's going to be a great time. If you would like to sign your child up, we do still have some uh, open spots for that. Uh, you can email us at wrestling for the faith at gmail dot com, uh, you know, and and we'll we'll get you information and and uh, get your child signed up. We believe that uh, God is really going to do something great. Uh, And like you said, it's about pouring into these kids, pouring truth into them uh, and, and showing them how to um, trust the Holy spirit and, and go into preaching the truth and sharing the truth with others with love and compassion. Yes. We're building up soldiers, man. I'll say it again. That's what I, I feel like we've been called to do. It's been on my heart past week or so that God's gave us this mission. And it is a, a, a important, very important mission that we're building up this next generation. So, yes, please, um, man, just be praying for us. If you've given, we appreciate it. If you want to give more, we can give the, the cash app Venmo information. But uh, even if you just want to be prayer partners, we need intercessors yeah. who are really diving into prayer with us praying over these specific dates, August 12th, 13th, 14th. Um, Casey and I have a little family trip planned here in June um, where him and I want to go onto the property if we can and, and just pray over the property and continue just to just to be prayer partners for us. So thank you guys for all the support. Yeah. So that Venmo, if you would like to give financially, uh, we've been overwhelmed with the support uh, that we've received thus far and uh, we just thank everybody for it venmo is at wrestling for the faith and the cash app is dollar sign wrestling for the faith you can give that way um but yeah be praying for us be praying for these kids i i'm praying that that their hearts will be open to receive the truth of god's word and that they will leave completely radically transformed uh, for the glory of God. 
and Maybe. and that they'll go back because this is right around uh, school starting time. And man, I, I'm just praying that that you know these kids will come out of this uh, the the youth retreat, and we'll we'll be hearing reports from all over the nation where these kids have went back into their schools and, and revival fire is just burning in the hallways and in the gyms and in, in the, in the FCA groups and, and it, you know, in football locker rooms and everywhere. So man. Yes. Just, Amen. Whew. Amen. It's equipping them, man. It's equipping them, man. And we keep beating, beating a dead horse, uh, I think, or <laughs> whatever you want to call it, but it's equipping this next generation and just pouring into them, dude, and saying, you have the spirit living in you. You are the temple of the Holy spirit. Christ is in you. You're a new creation. Don't hide that. Like for years, dude, I hid that. I saved it 17 years old and I hid behind that. But once I realized that I had to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that I am a warrior for Christ. This really, really when I came into this realization of dude, I have so much, that the Lord can use a platform that the Lord uses with us through this, but it's just equipping this next generation because they are battling so much more than I could ever have imagined growing up as a kid. Mm -hmm. But, but they have such a strong and powerful voice and don't ever, our goal is to let them know that, Oh, you're 12 years old or up to 18 years old. You think, man, I'm too young. Nobody's going to listen to me. Well, look at the book of first and second Timothy. Mm -hmm. He was a youth that Paul spoke into and said, don't let anybody ever tell you that you're too young because obviously Jesus being a different story at the age of 12 in the synagogue. And they were like, this, this, this kid knows so much. Well, he was, he was a son of God, obviously, (laughs) but we have the word of God here that even at the age of 12 or whatever, you can be pouring into it. We can be pouring into these kids. So we're equipping these kids for the next generation. Mm. I've got so much more that I could, I could get fired up and say on that, but we better wrap up. Save we'll it save it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, anything uh, else? I think we'll just say thanks to death and defiance yes. Christian clothing company out of Ohio. Um, Adam, the gentleman this this part of the company has been so so awesome with us man so check them out deathanddefiance.com you can you can see their gunner store but they also have a uh, wrestling for the faith t-shirt or you know do it again lord do it with us mm-hmm. the wrestling for the faith so please check those guys out share it like it and uh we we appreciate you yeah yeah that's a that's something too i've i've had a lot of people who have asked uh, how to get the do it again, Lord shirt, the wrestling for the faith t-shirt. And, uh, yeah. that is, that's where to do it. Death and defiance.com. And, uh, right. you know, we're, we're proud, uh, partners with them. Thank them for everything that they do. And, uh, so go get your shirt, go get your uh, wrestling for the faith merch and, and wear it proudly. And, uh, yes. when it starts a conversation, pour Jesus into them. So, amen. Amen. All right. If anyone has any questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, or praise reports, or if you would like to have myself or Chad or both, uh, come and speak at your church or men's, uh, men's event or youth event or whatever. If you want, if you want one or both of us to come pour Jesus into somebody, then, Email us wrestling for the faith at email.com. And we love you. We thank you for joining us. God bless and have a wonderful day. 
Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 